Today we're going to continue this series that we're in called The Miracle of Mercy. And if you've missed some of the messages so far, this is part four, go to our website, CanyonHillsFriendsChurch.org, and just listen online. Uh, because this series about the miraculous mercy of God needs to ring true in our hearts. His mercy is miraculous. And in this series, we're, we're looking at His mercy and the fact that, that we receive any mercy from this holy God that we worship really is a miracle. Amen? <laughs> that holy God who created all that exists would give us, we humans that mess up all the time, that He would give us any mercy? Isn't that a miracle? Amen? Oh, come on. First service really talked back to me, all right? Amen? Amen? We don't deserve it. And yet He gives us mercy again and again and again. And yet we're looking at the fact that His mercy brings to us complete forgiveness for all of our sins, for all of our wrongdoings, for all of our mistakes, for all of our, even our rebellion. God gives us complete forgiveness. And today we're also looking at the fact that God expects us to offer that same kind of mercy and that same kind of forgiveness to those who've sinned against us. In fact, Jesus told us this in His Word, and here's Matthew 6, verse 12. Jesus says, we're to pray like this. He says, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Truth is, you get freedom when God gives you mercy and forgives you. You get freedom from the penalty of, of living a life of sin. And you get free. But others get freedom when you give mercy and forgive them. And we're going to talk about that today. You see, mercy is undeserved forgiveness, undeserved kindness that you get from God. Mercy is undeserved forgiveness. It's unearned kindness then that others get from you. That's what mercy is. Write this down in your outline. Because of God's mercy, you are forgiven. Little old you, amen? <laughs> You are forgiven because of God's mercy. Now, before God ever created you, He had already decided to give mercy to you and to forgive you. Folks, that is the greatest gift you could ever, ever be given. That gift guarantees you a fresh start. It guarantees you a clean slate it guarantees you a release from the debt that you owe for sins committed. It guarantees you a release from the penalty you deserve for sins committed. This gift from God is better than a $10 billion inheritance. Amen? Depends on how many sins you committed, right? It's better than a $10 billion inheritance. It's better than a cure for every disease on this planet. Because this gift of God makes it possible for you to spend eternity in the only place where there is no sickness, where there is no want for anything. 
So if you have confessed your sin, and you have asked Jesus to forgive you and come live in you as Savior and Lord, He has mercy upon you, and He forgives you. And all of God's people says, Amen. You are forgiven if Christ is in you. Here's a biblical truth. Write this down. God wants to forgive you. Did you know that He wants to? In fact, God chose to forgive you before you were born. But listen, He didn't have to. He didn't have to make that decision, that choice. No one was forcing Him to forgive you. But God, before you were ever born, so already knew you, chose to forgive you. The Bible says you are a God of forgiveness, always ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry, and full of love and mercy. That's our God. He's a God of mercy, and He wants to forgive you. He's always ready to forgive you. He is full of love for you. And He wants to show you that He's also a God of mercy. The Bible says this about God. You do not stay angry forever, but you delight to show mercy. God takes delight in showing you His mercy. Imagine this. If God had a, had a phone like this, if God had a, an iPhone in heaven, or an a Android like this is in heaven, you know what He'd be doing? An Android in heaven? All right, okay, all right. Androids aren't going to make it to heaven, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if God had a phone in heaven, do you know what he'd be doing with it? He'd be opening up the camera, and then he would, he would punch on the album with your name on it, and then he'd be going, oh, man, looking at this picture, I remember that day. That's the day when they confessed their sin, and I had mercy on them. And I, Oh, that was such a great day. I forgave them right on the spot. And he'd flip on to some more pictures. Oh, man, that was another great day. That's, they confessed. They blew it. They met, But I got to forgive them again. I remember that day. And he'd be showing some of the angels and some of the other people that beat you to heaven. God takes delight in showing you his mercy. God's not some cop up there that's got a baseball bat. That you, oh, you messed up again. That's not God. God is full of love for you, full of mercy for you, and He takes delight in forgiving you. Here's another biblical truth. Write this down. God then freely forgives you. In fact, God's forgiveness is a flat-out gift. It's a gift that He's chosen to give to you. You can't earn it. You couldn't do enough good works to earn it. You can't, you can't buy it, but you can reach out and receive it. It's a gift that God is giving to you. The Bible says this, all of us have sinned, yet now God declares us not guilty of offending Him if we trust in Jesus Christ who freely takes away our sins. Forgiveness is God's gift to you. It doesn't cost you anything, but it costs Jesus everything. Amen? Jesus paid an exorbitant price to pay for your sins. He paid a price that you could never pay. Now, you and me, we could give our life for somebody, 
to forgive somebody or do something special for someone. We could give our lives, but our lives would never have paid the price for one person's sin, let alone all the sins of the world. Only the sinless life, only the holy blood of Jesus Christ that he shed on the cross was acceptable to the Father to pay for the sins of the world. Forgiveness cost Jesus the, the pain of the cross and then death on the cross. But then Jesus says, all who come to me, all who believe and put their trust in me to forgive their sins will be forgiven and will be saved. Amen? Isn't that awesome of our God? So the question is, what would keep anyone from accepting that kind of gift? Maybe some people just don't believe that God would do something like that. That God would freely forgive all the sinful things they've done. Or, or maybe some people just don't think that, that they deserve His forgiveness. That they, they deserve for God to forgive the amount of their badness or the depth of their badness. But listen what the Bible says. He, God the Father, has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His dear Son, Jesus, who purchased our freedom and forgave us our sins. Folks, that means, and I want you to go home understanding this this morning, that means that you can stop letting your sinful past haunt you. You can stop letting your sinful past shame you. You can stop letting your sinful past hinder you from serving God. That means you can start enjoying the gift of forgiveness that God has given you. You can walk out of this place and feel washed and clean and pure. Amen? Amen. Oh, come on. Talk to me this morning. Amen? Amen? Because your God has chosen to wash you and make you clean. Wow, that's good news. And we don't celebrate that enough. We don't, we don't worship God enough for that. Another biblical truth is this. God immediately forgives you. He, he wants to forgive you. He freely forgives you. And then He immediately forgives you. Listen, there is no sin, no matter how bad it is, that God will not immediately forgive you when you confess it and turn from it. There will never be a time when God says, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. That one was so bad. I got to think about that. <laughs> that was so bad. That was so low. I, I got to consider if I am going to forgive that one. No, that's not our God. The Bible says this. God is merciful and he's quick to forgive. When you sin, God's Holy Spirit will convict you. You will feel guilty. And that will hopefully cause you to confess it and ask God for forgiveness. And the second you do, you are forgiven immediately. Now, when you feel guilty, it's kind of like a, a warning light that suddenly appears on your car. Have you ever seen this happen in your car? Low tire pressure warning light. And so when you sin and when a light comes on, guilt appears when that light comes on, it's telling you that something is wrong. That something is going on in your life that shouldn't be ignored. It's time to figure out how to fix what is wrong. Folks, it's the same way with guilt. When guilt appears, figure out what is wrong. 
Confess it. And your merciful God will forgive it. Another biblical truth is this. Write it down. God completely forgives you. Not just immediately. Not just freely. But completely. Absolutely. Fully. Totally. There's no part of you. There's no part of your sin that's not forgiven. The Bible says it this way. God forgave all of our sins. And then look at this. He canceled the record that contained the charges against us. He took it and he destroyed it by nailing it to the cross of Christ. Once again, all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. So if you've asked Jesus to forgive your sins and to come into your life as Savior and Lord, your sins are completely forgiven, past, present, and even future. And so as a Christ follower, when you do fall to a temptation... When you do sin, God wants you to confess it. He wants you to accept His forgiveness and then move past it instead of returning to it. He loves you more than you can imagine. And He forgives you. Watch this. What if God told you who you are? That in Him there is no condemnation. No judgment. No rejection. What if God told you that He loves you? And that He will never stop loving you. What if God told you? That He doesn't keep a log of past offenses. Of how little you pray. Or how often you've disappointed Him. What if He told you that you are righteous? Because of His righteousness. Right now. What if He told you to stop beating yourself up? That His grace for you abounds. Even when you think the most horrible thoughts. Because you are already made in His image. What if he told you that if you repent, and if he's your savior, you're going to heaven? No matter what. What would your life look like then? If you stop trying so hard. And just let God live his life through you. Grace. Mercy. Forgiveness. Salvation. Redemption. Through Jesus Christ. Our savior. We are loved. We are saved. Now let's live it like we know it. Yeah, let's go out. Let's leave this place today and, and let's live it like we know that we are God's forgiven people. Because we really are. Now at this point in the message, we could just stop right here and go home and feel really good, really encouraged that our God is merciful and God has forgiven us. But I'm not done yet. We can't stop right here because God has called those of us that he's forgiven to then now model his mercy and forgiveness. He's called us to offer his mercy and forgiveness to every person in this world. Jesus said it this way. If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Everybody say wow with me. Wow. God says, man, I've given you mercy and I've given you grace again and again and again and again. And so I want you to do the same. Folks, forgiveness is a two-way street. You can't receive what you're unwilling to give. So because of God's mercy, you have been forgiven. But write this down. Because of your mercy, others are forgiven. Others will be forgiven. 1956. 
60 years ago now, five American missionaries headed for the rainforest in the Amazon in Ecuador. They were making their second visit to the most violent culture in our world. They were making their second visit to a culture where killing was the norm. They were making their second visit to a people group where 60% of their own tribe died by homicide. As soon as these five missionaries stepped out of the plane, going to share the gospel of Christ with this tribe, they were speared to death by members of the tribe. Their brutal murders were shared across the world through all kinds of news, and, and, and it became one of the most horrific things that had happened in our world at that time. Two of those men were Nate Saint and Jim Elliott. A couple years later, I want you to catch this, the wife and the daughter of Jim Elliott and the sister of Nate Saint courageously moved back into that same village to live with the same people who had murdered their own family members. And they moved there to model the mercy and the forgiveness of God that they had personally received from God for their sins. And to offer that same mercy and forgiveness to that tribe who murdered their loved ones. Again, everybody say, wow. Wow. Can you imagine that kind of mercy and love and forgiveness? But because they did that, eventually the tribe leader and the five men who had murdered Jim and Nate became Christians. And today, there's a huge Christian movement in the Amazon and in Ecuador. Because of their mercy and forgiveness, others were forgiven. Because of what they modeled. So what, what did these hurting family members do? Well, they did three things. And I didn't give you notes on your notes for these th things, but you might want to just jot them down. Number one thing that they did was this. They relinquished their right to get even. Oh, man, they could have wanted to really get even. But they let go of that right to get even. The Bible says this, don't try to get even. Let God take revenge. Folks, leave it up to God. He'll take care of it, no matter how bad somebody has hurt you. And he'll do a much better job than you ever could. Second thing they did, they responded to that evil with good. The Bible says, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. It's exactly what they did. Third, they rescued others with the good news of God's forgiveness. They rescued others. The Bible says this, God has done it all. He sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. And now he's given us the work of making peace between himself and others. What we mean is that God was in Christ offering peace and forgiveness to the people of this world. And he's given us the work of sharing his message about peace. Showing others the same mercy and forgiveness that, that we have received is part of the work that God is now giving us, you and me, his, his followers, his church, his people, his family. We're now to do the same thing. We're now to give mercy and forgiveness. So as I close, here are four truths. Write these down. Forgiveness is not conditional. You're to give forgiveness whether those who hurt you ask for it or not. 
whether they continue to act badly toward you or not. You are to give them forgiveness. It's not conditional. Well, if they'll do this, then I'll forgive them. No. God is saying, I gave you forgiveness at your worst points. You give it when they're even at their worst points. It's not conditional. The Bible says this, forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. So we could pick up the Nike slogan here and just say, just do it. Just do it. When it comes to giving mercy and forgiveness, just do it. Just forgive them. Get in the presence of God. Feel the pain. But in the midst of that pain, say, God, I choose to forgive them as you've forgiven me. And let them go. But understand, forgiveness is not forgetting. When you forgive, it does not mean that you will forget what happened. God has not built us with the ability to forget. Sometimes people will say, maybe with a little Italian accent, just forget about it. But you can't. You like that accent? But you can't. We don't have the ability to forget about it. You still have the memory. You still have the hurt. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Paul wrote about a guy who hurt him. His name was Alexander. Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. But the Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. So here's Paul. He forgave this metal worker and he turned him over to God. Because he couldn't forget what the man did to him, but he warned others about this man. He forgave him, but he said, God, you take care of him. And he did that because forgiveness is also not trusting. It's not trusting. You see, you don't have to trust the person, but you do have to forgive them. You don't have to become best buddies with them, but you do have to forgive them. Paul says, you too should be on your guard against him. So Paul's saying, he's, he's really acting badly. He's opposing our message. So you don't have to trust them, but you do have to forgive them. Now, folks, trust can be rebuilt. Maybe somebody close to you has hurt you badly. And you've lost trust. It can be rebuilt, but it takes time and it takes work. But listen, forgiveness is not conditional. We, we're supposed to give it no matter what. If they're still acting like jerks toward us, we, we still got to forgive them. That's God's call upon our, his, our, our lives and His people. Forgiveness is not forgetting. He's not built us that way. Forgiveness is, is not trusting, but forgiveness is this. It's releasing. It's releasing. True forgiveness is releasing or setting free the person who hurt you. Instead of keeping them all bound up in your heart and mind, they hurt me so bad, I'm someday going to... Uh. No. True forgiveness is setting them free. Instead of you trying to repay them for their wrong, you release them to God. You turn them over to God. Because God knows what they need. God knows how to deal with them better than you do. And God knows that if they need His discipline, that He will know exactly what kind of discipline they need and how much discipline they need to wake them up and help them change and not hurt you, hurt you or others again. 
God knows far better what they need. So forgive them. Release them into God's hands. And when you do that, when you offer them mercy, they'll say, what's this? When you offer them forgiveness, they they won't be able to believe it. When you do that, God begins to then to work in their hearts, just like God began to work in the hearts of the men who murdered those missionaries. Folks, you and I can lead people to God by offering them mercy that they don't deserve and forgiveness that they don't deserve, and they'll see God in us. Amen? We can make a difference by simply showing mercy and forgiveness. Now, offering mercy and forgiveness is never easy, and I don't want to make it sound like that, but it is what God has done for you, and it's part of the work He's calling you to do. The Bible says this, remember, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Folks, because of God's mercy, you're forgiven. And because of your mercy, others are forgiven. Would you bow with me? The question I want to leave you with is this. Who do you need to forgive? Who are you hanging on to in your heart and your mind that maybe hurt you? Maybe a long time ago, maybe just recently. And I want to encourage you to forgive them right here, right now. As I pray a prayer, would you repeat this prayer in your heart? And would you let them go? Would you say, Father God, I want to just praise you and thank you for the mercy you've shown to me. I want to thank you for your complete forgiveness you've given to me. I choose today to offer that same mercy and forgiveness to those who've hurt me. And now I want you to fill in the blank and pray, I choose to forgive right now and put their name in there. I choose to forgive and to release them or him or her to you. I'm going to give them mercy and forgiveness. Father, I thank you that when we pray a prayer like this, you hear it and you answer it and you help us to begin to sense that the weight that we've been carrying is gone. And you forgive us for the bitterness that we've harbored and the hate that we've carried the things that we've said when we offer mercy and forgiveness to others. So God, we thank you for hearing us. We thank you for those who've prayed this prayer and released people into your care. And we pray that you would deal with those people in such a way that they would change, that that they would turn their hearts to you and, and experience your love and forgiveness as we have. We thank you, Lord that even as we pray this right now, you're working. So we pray this in your precious and powerful name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.